Blog Talk Radio. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party in NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. Good morning. This is Pit Stop with Tim Despain and Stephen Wilson. I'm your, I'm your co-host for today, Steve Wilson, and I got Tim Despain out walking the garage here at the big 2.66 mile monster that is known as Talladega Super Speedway here in Talladega, Alabama, for the playoff race, uh, the second round of the playoff race of 12. Uh, Tim, you got me. I got you, Stephen. How you doing this morning, bro? Doing all right. This this place is massive, and we got um, we got Cup Series practice that's getting ready to start here in the next about five to seven minutes or so. So we should start seeing cars rolling out onto the racetrack. Um, but yesterday's freight auctions 250 qualifying already taking place uh, for later on today. Um, talk about what you saw out there yesterday when you were here at the track for uh, Truck Series qualifying. Yeah, we uh, come out yesterday, Stephen, and uh, the the uh, trucks they uh, they started out single car yesterday. If y'all can hear the background noise, cups cups starting their starting their practice now. We're in a over here in the cup garage with stuff and AM. But yeah, they uh, started out yesterday truck practice. Uh, they were running single cars, and then they started drafting some. And uh, you know, the the truck punches a bigger a bigger hole in the air, unlike these cup cars and Xfinity cars. But they were they were drafting speeds upwards of 193, 194 yesterday. So it's going to be an interesting race, like you mentioned. Uh, this is this is the uh, the Kendall Oil Truck Series. This is their cutoff race this, this afternoon. But yeah, we're over here in the Cup Garage. Plus, uh, Austin Dillon's coming out. Jimmy Johnson's coming out. Uh, they get ready to hit the hit the track. So it's, it's going to be really interesting. We're going to see we talk to some of the drivers. What have you? Just so let some of our listeners know exactly exactly what goes on here in the at this fast two point six six five miles of child ever super speedway. Yesterday, David Gillen, he uh, he took the poll in there for today's freight auctions two fifty. And one interesting note to this is is that on the outside poll was Spencer Gallagher, who in spring won the Xfinity Series race and was subs- uh, subsequently suspended by NASCAR. Comes back here this weekend, um, sitting on the outside pole for the Tempor Oak Truck Series event. Um, you know, uh, it's a redemption factor for him to be able to come back here and be able to put a truck on the outside like that. Um, those guys are going to be definitely looking for the win. They're going to be looking at it to stay up front all day long. And um, you know, for him, um, you know, he he went through the road to recovery program, and here he is back in Talladega, the track that he won at in the spring in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, that's right, Stephen. And uh, talk about that road to recovery deal. Uh, that's that's pretty neat. You know, NASCAR gives, you know, gives ever it gives everybody a second chance. I mean, you know, every uh, if everybody's not perfect, you know, stuff stuff happens. But that's one good thing about our about our sport here. Uh, it's like it's like it's one big family. And uh, this uh, the the uh, the temperature, Stephen. I mean, it's a, it's the chamber of commerce weather, brother. I mean, you know, uh, fans, if you're in in the where you can hear this, come on out. Uh, I'm sure they they have some uh, tickets left, but uh, high's gonna be in the mid mid 70s. Light breeze, but not a cloud in the sky. It's gonna be a perfect day for racing here at Talladega Super Speedway, Steve. 
You were talking just a little bit ago about how the NASCAR um, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is going to be out there, getting ready to hit the track here in about a minute or two. Um, you know, what do what do you what are you already seeing down there as far as those guys getting ready and prepped out there? Does it look like that they're going to go out in there and try and do some drafting practice or, you know, single car runs at this time? Um, just what are you seeing from the garage right now? Well, let's see. When everybody's going gradually coming out, single cars. Uh, here comes uh, Brad Kislak coming out. He's headed around the back side of the garage, headed out to uh, pit road. I'm I'm just gonna assume and say more than likely that we're gonna see some single car runs, you know, until they get to fill the track with this uh, with this cooler weather and all that. Probably probably on on, on into the practice, we'll probably see some uh, some drafting. But you know, it's, it's, with it with it being playoff weekend, like you said, you know, uh, you got some of the guys that are already locked in, but uh, this is the the uh, mid the mid race of the of the cutoff before Kansas next week. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to see some some uh, drafting. I'm pretty sure they they're going to try to take care of their their cars. I know I know Bubba Wallace mentioned yesterday in the Kim Patterson Media Center that they did they didn't bring a backup. So the 43 there of Bubba Wallace they're going to have to sort of be careful because they don't have a backup car, and it's it's going to be interesting. You know, like I said. Come on out and check everything out. Uh, Grant Lynch and Russell Brown, they put on one hell of a show here at Toto Super Speedway, and the weather's perfect. So we're going to walk around see what I got. got I got AM with me. We're going to walk around see if we can find somebody to talk to. Uh, I'm probably not going to get any, driver right, any drivers right now because they're all, they're all lining up, staging to go out. But uh, let's go around here and see if we can find somebody to talk to. You were just talking just a second ago about how Bubba Wallace does not have a backup car. You know, what a place like Talladega here, it's it's indicative of the fact that at some point we're going to see a melee occur. Uh, sometimes we see that melee occur fairly quickly in practices. Sometimes it's late in the race. But for those guys, what do you what do you what do, what are they preparing? What do you think that they're preparing for? What do you think that is going through their mind right now, in the fact that they do not have a backup car? If something happens today, they have no car ready to go for tomorrow. That's a real good question, Stephen. I would not want to be in Bubba Watson suit not having a backup. You know, with the way things happen, how big things happen so fast, and you can get yourself in trouble really really quick, and it could be. From not of your making, but one of your one of your buddies riding with you. It's just so it's so tight racing here, and the uh, speeds get up. And like right now, we're uh, we're watching Jimmy uh, Johnson. And they got a four car draft going on right now, coming down the back straightaway. We got Austin Dillon that's coming in turn three now. They got a a five car draft. So uh, I was wrong. I figured they'd go out do some single car stuff, but they went they went right out went right out there and started drafting. And drafting is important here at Talladega. You're not going to get around this place uh, without that draft. And in the draft, we see three, four, five cars sometimes wide and just as many cars deep. Um, it, it, it's nowhere other than here in Daytona that we see this style of race. But NASCAR in 2019 is looking at moving to a package that would move more closer to drafting style uh, races uh, across the board with a um, higher downforce package, the blade on the rear of the car, and the pans and the aero ducts on the front of the car. That's uh, will will drafting will become more important in, in the future or in 2019. 
did you think that teams today are looking at this race as their final attempt or their final kind of uh, note-gathering session, which they can maybe take some of these drafting notes over into 2019? Yeah, that's right. We've eased around the back side of the cup garage looking here at the, uh, at the scoring pile on your number nine, T1, Austin, T2. So that's couple of cars that's in that, that's in that draft. I don't really know exactly what the speeds are turning. I can get down here and look at the car scoring. But I'm pretty sure they're in, in the draft there. They're probably running 200 plus. So, um, you know, it's, it's like you said, this is one massive facility, and it takes so long to get around this track. And mention, like you said, with this, everybody wants to be careful. Like, you know, Bubba Wallace does not have a backup car. If you get in trouble here at Talladega, the start finish line is not in the trial like it's going to The start finish line is more toward down toward turn one. And if you get in trouble, so you cross the start finish line, you cut out a tire, you got to ease, you got to burst that baby all the way back around to get to the garage to get that tire fixed. So much, so much that could go wrong here that uh, it could happen in a, happen in a split second. It's just, it's, it's, it's like one, it's like one big chest, chest bash, see. Yeah, the chest patch around here is definitely we, – we, we see this – we'll see this later today in the freight auction. It's 215 tomorrow in the 1,000 bulbs, 500 here at Talladega. You know, I've been to Daytona many, many times before. I've been going to Daytona ever since the 90s, so probably too close to 20-plus years that I've been going there. But today is my first uh, first appearance here at, at, Day, uh, at Talladega. Uh, you know, from from the outside looking in and coming through the infield and uh, just look around the grounds here, this place is massive. It's larger than what you can see on TV or what the perception is on TV. You've been coming out here for a pretty long time. Um, you know, just talk about what the experience is here that differentiates it from other tracks. Yeah, that's right, Steve. Back over here on the back side of the garage, I'm trying to let you and the know. up. Ross Chastain just filled the number 15, and he's been out running uh, the 23 car here. They're getting ready to go out. The seven car, DJ Kennedy, number seven car this week. They're getting ready to go out. And David Starr is actually, he, you know, he's actually racing this weekend too. You know, David's a veteran. He's sitting in his car. They're getting everything ready to, to go out. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I enjoy it. It's like like I said, I know I know this track, this garage, it's probably better than I know every room of my house. And it's just uh, just an awesome time to be here, the, the October race here at, here at Dayton. And, you know, this is going to be the, the last time that we see the, the garages like this. Uh, how they was going through that uh, that transformation deal that uh, Russell and NASCAR announced a few weeks ago, a $50 million deal where they're going to uh, redo the garage area. They're going to redo Victory Lane. We're understanding they're going to bring Victory Lane back toward the center of the trial way. And uh, it's just, you know, like I said, come on out and check it out before they start tearing all this stuff down. It's supposed to be ready by fall of 2019 next year. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. And uh, Stephen, though, with this, with, with, with all that being said, trying to find somebody to talk to. Well, like I said, all the drivers are busy. I'm I'm easing out here trying to find somebody, but uh, when we come in this place this morning, I want to get your take, Stephen. This is your first time here. Just 
the atmosphere here at, here at Tallahassee. What do you think about this place, bro? Well, from my overall beat, this this is my fellow mine and AM. This is our second new track this year. We went to Bristol earlier this year, and um, you know, going to Bristol, it, it, it was kind of a neat experience to go there and be able to see just how tall the the grandstands encompass that that half mile bullring out in Tennessee, and how loud it was, um, and. Coming here is a little bit different as we were driving in. There's just massive amounts of land around this place, more than I think I've ever seen at any racetrack that I've ever been at in my life. Campgrounds, parking, museums, the track on the infield, uh, the track itself. Uh, it's just a mass amount of land around this place. Um, it, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a new, neat experience to be able to come to a place like this. It's Neat to see just what goes into or what is going on at a place like this. Uh, you, you, again, you can watch this on TV all day long, and you can only get a small perception of just how massive, how large this place is, how competitive it is. Um, and you know, it, it's one of those things that when you go to you go to Daytona, and I, like I said, I've been going there for about 20 years. Um, those cars. There, there's a rumble of pack drafting that you have to experience, and you have to be able to see it, you have to be able to hear it, and you have to be able to feel it. And when these cars get locked up together 30, 40 deep, and they are all running that close together, and they're breaking the air like they do, it, it's just a, it's it, it almost like a freight train coming towards you and then rolling past you at 200 miles an hour. It's something that you have to experience. It's something that uh, if somebody hasn't been to a plate track or a drafting track, this is here at Daytona, um, it, it, it's it's different. It's different than your normal race. It's different. The, the, the sound, the feel, the smell of it is, is totally different in the way that it works. And, Stephen, uh, looking at the scoring, the scoring pylon right now, the – 48 P1 to call out the, the top five. 48, 24, 9, 88, 3. All Chevrolets. All Chevrolets so far fast here at Talladega Super Speedway. That's a little unusual because the Toyotas with uh, Martin Truex, you know, they talk about the big three. You got Kyle Busch, exactly, and here comes Martin Truex now. He's coming down, coming around the backside. He's going out to make a fast and uh, number 75 hour engine Toyota. But all of a sudden, the uh, the uh, Chevrolets are really looking good, Steve. Yeah, you know, for Chevrolet to come back in here, they had a, a dominance for a number of years through here at Daytona and Talladega. Um, and then, you know, over the last couple, 10, 8 years or so, uh, Ford and Penske in, in, in general has had a lock on this place. Um, you know, Robert Yates, when he, when he started building engines, he built engines to come to places like here to the Daytona 500, and and you know they, they that's when Ford kind of turned over a new leaf and in fact had their dominance to us. Um, but for Chevrolet to start coming back, I mean Chevrolet is, is Chevrolet is in need of this. They've moved over to the Camaro, and they have yet to you know um, meet sometimes the aspects of. Of uh, 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 of Kevin Harvick or 
Martin Truex Jr. that, you know, we, we saw even last weekend that a, a number of Fords and a number of Chevel, um, you know, a number of Fords and Toyotas were in the top ten at Dover. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, they've, they've been working on this new car. Next year, Ford is going to go to a new car with the Mustang in 19. Um, but, you know, for, for Chevrolet, they, they, they haven't been on their game. Rich Children's Racing, you look at Rich Children's Racing, um, you know, they're a car that are a team that has dominated in places like here and Daytona. They, they, they have yet to do that. They're making some changes in 2019. They put Daniel Hemrick in the number 31 car, and Ryan Newman, the current occupying driver of that car, is going to move over to Rush Fenway Racing. But, um, you know, for Chevrolet, they, they, they've got to make the, they've got to make the changes. They've got to make um, you know make up some of these gains that now Ford and most definitely Toyota are putting into their cars to outperform the field. Yeah, and so you know uh, NASCAR mentioned they're going to go to a to uh, a new package next year. Uh, from what I understand, it's going they're going to make the uh, be a splitter taller and stuff, you know, to let our listeners know. When you get that, when you keep that splitter out of the air, you have less downforce, but you get more speed. But a place here like Talladega, if you don't, if you don't have a splitter, you you really got to have some, some downforce. So the way the air is coming off the car versus, you know, whether it's a Chevrolet, Toyota, Ford, or what have you, the new rules package next year is going to be something to uh, to uh, to see. So uh, you know, here comes Michael McDowell, Kyle Dillon coming back in, and look at the scoring pile on. You still got all Chevrolet's top five right now. I uh, hadn't really got any speed. I know we got an hour and two minutes left in this in this practice session. So I'm pretty sure they got uh, the teams. They're going to have plenty of time to to uh, to dial every machine in here. And see, and see what all's going to happen. Here comes uh, Kyle Larson, number 42, coming back in. I'm pretty sure they're going to make some adjustments. But uh, the 42 car, he is actually, I can't see the whole pile. And I think he was, he was running up there too. But uh, I hate to keep harping on him, but it's, it's, it's all Chevrolet. And that's uncharacteristic of the, of the Toyotas. But uh, like I said, I'm down here in the, uh, in the uh, cup garage. Uh, Myself and your wife, AM, we're trying to find somebody to talk to, but it looks like everybody's going to be busy. We might can, might can grab a crew member or uh, what have you. Let's see what they think about this, this this big deal going on here this this weekend. But uh, like I said, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I love the sport of NASCAR, and uh, uh, y'all can call in two one five three three thirty six eighty one. They were manning the uh, the uh, studio in there in the Ken Patterson Media Center here at Talladega. Uh, I'm walking to the garage here. Having a blast. You're talking about just Chevrolets at the top of the field. Um, you know, are you seeing anything different with the Chevrolets than you have typically in the past here? And they said that this isn't really something that here is, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of Chevrolets here at the top, or at least in the last um, handful or so years. Um, are you seeing anything different? As far as the way these cars are running, are they running together with themselves, or are they running with other manufacturers out there? Well, I I, I can't really tell nothing different, but you know the uh, the uh, Chevrolets, like you mentioned, uh, they're uh, they're they're drafting together. So I you know I don't know if we just hadn't seen the Toyotas get up the draft together and see, and see what they got, but there's not that there's a few single car runs. 
but everybody drafts in like small packs of four and five. So, and you know, that's the way the conditions are going to be here uh, tomorrow for the one thousand votes dot com five hundred. You're going to have you're not you're you're not going to be spread out. You're going to be bunched up in a pack, and I'm pretty sure that's what they're working on. Uh, I haven't really checked on the the attire. I don't know what the tire wear is. You know, this this track is it's been a few years since it was paid, so it's getting the back where it's a little bit rough. Um, we're going to – I want to see what the tire work is going to be. And then, you know, also, if you got to throw in that – that uh, the way these stages are going to run. you got this stage race, you know, and you get, and you get points for, for the uh, the stage wins. And then you get – you know, you can, you can pit. I think they closed they, they pit road two miles prior to the, to the stage. So there might be some, some strategy here, especially, you know, there's – We've had underdogs win. We had uh, David Reagan win, and you know that was that was back in the day. When, you know, anybody anybody could go to Victory Lane here at Talladega. It's strategy, playing everything right, and it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we got DJ Kennington, the Canadian. He's he he's down here, and there's uh like I said, David Starr. He's he's uh he's down here. And uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, this is a place that anybody can win at. You just mentioned that you know, uh, just a couple of years ago, David Reagan with uh, David Gillen just right behind him, one and two for front, or front row motorsports. Those team, that's not a team that's indicative that you see up front or you see them running well or even the top 15 on a week-to-week basis. And for them to come down here, it gives you options. But one of the things that, you know, I want to talk about real quick here is that, you know, Martin Church Jr. here has traditionally not done very good. This place, he's been involved in many different incidents over the years. But he's running for another uh, a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship. And the, the season is is closing. The, the time to win races and gain points is closing. We only have but a handful of events left in the year. And for them, if they come in here and they're not running well, and, you know, they they become in danger of losing points or falling outside of the top 12 um, going into Kansas. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, Steve. And we're uh, on the front side of the cup garage now, the... Joe Logano, they're doing some changes on his car. They got the got the they got the 22 Ford up on Jack. Like I, said, I don't know if they're doing spring change or something, but they got it up on the Jack. Uh, the 20 car is just now going out. I don't think he's been out yet. Uh, Eric Jones, he's got 19 car. Spire, he's he's headed out. I'm down here looking at Bagley. Mike, Mike Bagley, MRN's over here. I might try to get a word with him, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be busy. But uh. If I'm I'm wanting to see the tire wear. I want to try to find some tires that come off and see what the tire wear is. I'm pretty sure the tire wear is going to be good, but I want to see. I want to. And they see they got these cars on the ground, brother. I'm looking here at Eric Amarillo, Smithfield uh, Ford. These cars are so low now. Uh, I don't see how the rear tires do not do not rub. Even they 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 got them down on the ground. To keep uh, the core of the joint, 72 car. They got them, got them just flat on the ground to keep whatever air they can keep from going under it. 
And it, it these feet, you know, it's even that sort of different. A lot of these states, we've got Spencer Berry here. They've, uh, they, they are roof flaps to, to keep the cars down on the ground. So when they get, when they get turned, you know, that, and that, that air gets up under them. And you're, you're liable to see it this, this weekend here at, here at Talladega. The air gets up under one of these cars and it just throws it around like a rag doll. And no other place like Talladega, it's the, it's the biggest, some of the most insane racing you'll ever see in, in, in your life. And like you said, TV does it no justice whatsoever. You've got to come out here and see it in in, a, in person. You know, pinning these cars to the ground is something that over the last couple of seasons or so that we've started to see this more and more. When these teams started doing that, it's, it's for engineering purposes, it's for drag purposes, it's for, you know, various different reasons as to, to why they've been around doing it. But, you know, this has caused a, a, a source of contention among uh, many fans and the, the drivers and teams and the series and people on TV, and it's been pretty heavily debated into the fact of, do you do we want to see these cars continue to be pinned to the ground? Uh, you know, in years past, you know, these cars were off the ground four inches or so. There was minimum ride height rules. Um, there still are to some degree at some of these tracks, but for the most part, they can pin these cars straight down. Is it time, do you think, even at places like here where aerodynamics are, you know, the, the uh, um, you know, are, are, incru- are crucial to running, do you think it's time to get these cars off the ground a little bit and create some more drag in these cars? I will agree, Steve. I think, you know, raise them up some, but, you know, like you said, you don't want to get them up too high because then, you know, you got the element of when you get turned around backwards, the car flipping and all that, but... It would help with the outforce, and uh, if you noticed yesterday in in, in the, the uh, truck series, they uh, the trucks they they had all their stuff skewed too. You know, they got the got it skewed to the inside to keep to make faster speed and to keep the air off of that rear floor on the on the uh, truck. But and the uh, the uh, trucks are like you mentioned, they're they're higher off off the ground than than these tough cars. They've got them sunk down, and they got that. They got that wicker bill here at here at Tallahassee. It's on the uh, on the sea post. They they've also been running that here, so that that helps with some downforce. But if you could get them up just a few more, a couple inches, I think it would help with more downforce. Yeah, the drag here is um, you know, and just like the other tracks, you know, it's it, it it's crucial to keep them on the ground. But you know, drag takes. You know, it takes power and speed away from these cars. Um, do you think that, you know, I know that we're going into 2019. We've already had the rules set for 2019. We've got these, uh, a, a larger downforce package that's going to be used. But do you think that next year some experimentation into bringing these cars a little bit off the ground um, at, at, at certain tracks? I will agree, Steve. I will. I think, you know, Look into it, you know, like maybe do, like before Goodyear does some of these Goodyear tire tests, they invite four, five, six drivers in, and, you know, just sort of play around with the aero deal, too, just to see what it will do. But, you know, they've worked so hard to get these things down, and now if you turn around and throw them on and get it up, it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, here goes Ryan Blaney out. Ryan's going out. 
Kyle Busch is coming back in. Truex is going back out. And some of the speed, they're running time. I'm trying to look at the scores. I can't really see it. I think the 48 still atop. Yeah, the 48 still atop with a 24 behind them. That's looking good, too, especially since uh, Kendrick Motorsports announced the other day, Steve, that uh, Chad Knauss, uh, he will be leaving Jimmy Johnson. Uh, he's going over. I've got where he's going over, too. But it's sort of like maybe going out on a high note here. If the 48 can actually win here at, at uh, Talladega, it would be a pretty neat deal, especially for him and uh, for him and Chad. They've been together, I think, like 17 years. So they made one of the longest relationships here in the, here in the garage. Jim Johnson is working on a 50-plus, almost 60-plus uh, winless streak. This is something that's abnormal in his career. Jimmy says he wants to run for the next couple of years, two, three, four, five years, whatever that will allow him to physically do. Um, you know, uh, Hendrick Motorsports, you were just talking about the fact that they made the moves over earlier this week with Chad Knauss moving over to William Byron. Uh, and um, the number one car, um, Kevin Meandering, um, from from Junior Motorsports in the number one car, which is currently uh, Elliot Savage, crew chief, is going to take over for Jim Johnson next year. Um, what, you know, um, restricted plate tracks has never been a strong point for Jimmy Johnson, even in his high, even in Haiti, even when he was winning seven championships. Um, you know, he, he he seemed to struggle at places like this, but to be atop the board now. You know, they, it, does it give them some light at the end of the tunnel that they can work for? Yeah, I think it does. Stephen, I've run up on my good friend here, Pittsburgh, for Thunder 92.7, Chris Taylor. Chris, how you doing today, bro? Man, I'm doing great. It is so wonderful to be out back here in Talladega. It's so beautiful out here. Not a cloud inside. Of course, our thoughts and prayers go down to the Gulf Coast, so we know that people down there uh, are suffering and trying to, to make you know make their life put their life back together. And we just want them to know that we're thinking about them. But glad to be back at Talladega, man. It's awesome. It is, brother. And y'all do a great job with Grady and, and the bunch there at, at, at Thunder. Y'all do the walk around pit roads and you just like I'm doing now. And uh, what have y'all got planned today? Can you talk a little bit about what all y'all gonna be doing? You know, it's really kind of a light day for us. This whole weekend has been light. They changed up the schedule a little bit. Yesterday was pretty much all trucks. Today there's one cup practice, and MRN is, is doing the the cup practice for the first time, I believe, ever. And so, really, we're, we're, we're filling in the gaps. We were joking this morning. You know, we're at Talladega, and, of course, at Talladega, you know, anybody can win. And so, you know, you've got the underfunded teams and you've got the teams that are, you know, you know, always at the front because they got the money and they got the technology and they got the talent. And we're the underfunded radio team, and we're out here having fun just like anybody else, talking to drivers, talking to crew chiefs, talking to owners. I mean, just enjoying being out here at the racetrack. We we love it. We love being here. We love being able to service the, the local community, the, the the people in the campgrounds and, and and in the surrounding area, and then we hope everybody's listening. And, you know, you, you mentioned like a lower-tier radio team. Dog, you're not a lower-tier radio, radio show. I'm the lower-tier radio show. Well, you know, we're just all out here doing it because we love the sport. I mean, I think more than anything else, we do it because we we really believe in NASCAR. We really love what, you know, this sport brings for an entertainment standpoint, what it brings for the fans. It's a great opportunity for your family to grow up doing things together. 
And you know, where else do you go that you can watch 40 different people at the same time? You have 40 different fan bases uh, that are out here. It, it's just a, it's a, it's an experience in and of itself, and that doesn't even count the racing, which is awesome. Exactly. Uh, we've been talking about the weather all morning, Chris. This is the Chamber of Commerce weather, too, isn't it, brother? It's going to be in the 70s, a light breeze. It's not a cloud in the sky. Everybody needs to come on out. I'm sure it's a ticket place. Come on out, check this place out. That's right. I think if if you are in within the listening area and you don't have anything going on, I think the truck race today is going to be pretty awesome. I mean, it's a cutoff elimination race. Those guys are trying to make a name for themselves. They know if there's a chance to take it. Uh, and the cup race is the same tomorrow, and I know there's probably tickets available out there, and, and I would just encourage you, if you're looking for a Sunday, uh, fun day, let's just call it Sunday, fun day, uh, then, man, come on out. We would love to have you. I know the track would do a good job of making you get in and get out, and, man, you'll just have a good experience. And most likely, you know, you'll you'll become a race fan once you're here because there's nothing like it. You got that right, bro. Nothing like Just like Grant Lynch always is going race this style, but, Chris, thank you for taking the time out to talk to you, brother. Thank y'all for everything y'all do for the sport. And tell, uh, tell, tell Grady to stay away from the buffet. <laughs> Will do, buddy. Thanks a lot, Tim. Have a good day, okay? You too, brother. Thanks, Chris. Southern 92.7 pit reporter. There, got, like he said, a little bit of a light day today. But they uh, they really do a great job here for, for uh, Talladega and all the local listeners here tuning in Southern 92.7. They say, hey, they say, also, the MRE affiliate for our, our area, you know, so all that. And, you know, Steve, we get uh, we coming up on the, car, the track activity slowing down a little bit. Uh, if you want to go ahead, we'll, uh, we'll break out of here and uh, sort of try to let everybody know on social media what all is going on here. But, again, uh, Stephen, if you got something to schedule, I do not. But after, I do not have it with me. But anyway, Stephen, let, uh, everybody come on out to Tallahassee Super Speedway. And I want to thank Stephen for coming down from Richmond. Richmond, that's his home track. Stephen, come down here, him and his wife, Anne Marie. We're going to have a blast, enjoy some good racing. And like I said, we'll keep everybody posted on social media. Stephen, thank you, bud. Sure thing, not a problem this afternoon, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 12 o'clock local time. Freight Office 250 will take place out here, 94 laps for them, 250.04 miles will make the distance this afternoon. David Gillen on the pole with Spencer Gallagher sitting on the outside pole. Um, going to be uh, an interesting event. This is um, the truck series are going to have their cutoff race today, so if you're if you're in, um, you're in at the end of the day. If you're out, well, your championship hopes are done for the season. Immediately following the NASCAR Ken Foyle Truck Series race, Monster Engine NASCAR Cup Coast Series qualifying at 3:35 tomorrow's 1,000 balls, 500 out here, and then tomorrow afternoon 155 local time, uh, 1:55 Eastern time, 12:55 local time, 188 laps, 500.08 miles around this 2.66 mile monster here in Talladega, Alabama. The Talladega Super Speedway, the 1,000 Balls 500, to take place tomorrow afternoon. You can follow us on on uh, Twitter at Speedway Digest, Facebook.com forward slash Speedway Digest, Speedway Digest.com. You can follow Tim Spain at TD Alignment on Twitter. Um, Ted Stop with Tim Spain and Suzanne uh, Spain uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, if you're around the area, come out, follow us, and uh, 
get out here and see the racing, not only today with the Campbell World Truck Series, but tomorrow's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, um, 500 miles around this this monster. Um, Tim, I'm going to give you the last word, and uh, thanks a lot. It's been fun, and it's my first experience down here, but it sure won't be the last. Thank you, Stephen. Like we've been mentioning for Commerce Twitter. I keep hoping on Chamber Commerce Twitter, but like you said, it's all ready to come out. Like Chris said, the atmosphere is it's, it's more like being here than it is watching it on the TV. So, Steve, I want to thank you for manning the studio there and Ken Parrish by myself. And AM walked around the Monsters NASCAR Cup Series garage. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you throw it, throw it, throw it out here. And uh, well, I guess we're going to say, y'all have a good evening from Tyler Super Speedway. Thanks a lot, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, we, we'll be back Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, with Pit Stop, Tim Spain, Steve Wilson. Um, if you're around the area, come out to the Truck Series Freight Auction 250 today and the, the 1,000 Balls 500 tomorrow from Talladega Super Speedway. From all of us here at the Pit Stop and from me down here in Talladega, Alabama for the first time, um, we wish you well and we'll talk to you Tuesday night. Thank you.